You heard the gospel reading already this morning. I lift up one verse, and that is after Mary has recognized Jesus, Jesus says to her, Do not hold on to me, for I have not yet sended to my Father and to your Father. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Please be seated. When I was growing up, I remember going to a number of stores and uh, they would often have either a sign in the window or a sign by the merchandise that was a bit fragile. And it would say, you can look, but do not touch. And I remember being bothered by that as a child, as I grew up, the whole concept that you could look, but not touch. So I'm a little disturbed when Mary and Jesus are finally reunited and it's almost as if Jesus says to Mary, you can look, you see me and recognize me, but you can't touch me. And I wondered why that would be. Why isn't it that Mary cannot get a hold and of Jesus? And I suppose one possibility is Jesus is in a resurrected body form. He is now out of the tomb. And perhaps the resurrected body form just needs some time to sort of settle and take its final shape. You know, maybe it's possible that Jesus' resurrected body is like a bread in the oven and we have to wait for the appropriate time for it to rise. Or or maybe Jesus' body in resurrected form is a little bit like concrete and we have to let it set before we would write in it or do anything. But of course, that would make no sense at all. Because this is the same body that we find out in the Gospel of Luke that walks through walls. This is the same body that Jesus invites Thomas to touch himself. He said, put your fingers in the wounds that I have. So why is it then that Thomas could touch Jesus, but not Mary? Well, some scholars recognizing that Mary is a Jew and Jesus is a Jew uh, remind us that it is against the Jewish law to touch a dead body. If you do so, you are ceremonially unclean. You're not allowed to go to the temple services. So maybe Jesus, out of concern for Mary, is trying to remind her, now, now, you don't want to touch me because then you can't go to church. But I don't think that makes any sense either because the fact of the matter is this isn't a dead body. This is the living Jesus. Why is it that Mary cannot hang on to him? And I think there is actually the issue. For years and years, I always read this passage the way I found it in one of the first translations I read, which was, don't touch me, Mary. But later scholars, and actually the preponderance of translations now, will tell you that Jesus is not saying, don't touch me. He's saying, don't hold on to me. Or I get the picture of Mary's already got him, and he's saying, let me go. You have to let go of me. You just can't keep clinging to me. Now, if that's the case, that would then raise another question. Well, why not? Why does Mary have to let go of Jesus? I suppose there are a number of reasons, but the most obvious one that occurs to me is simply this. Jesus has got stuff to do. He said, I haven't yet ascended to my Father. And we know that when he ascended to the Father, Jesus sent the Holy Spirit. When he ascended to the Father, he was at the right hand of God, interceding for us. We know that once he ascended and moved on, he became immensely powerful and immensely present in each and every life. I thought about uh, the original Star Wars, which I guess is now episode four. And you may remember that uh, Obi-Wan and Darth Vader in a lightsaber fight. And, and Obi-Wan is trying to stall long enough to get the uh, uh, tractor beams uh, turned off. But just before he allows Darth Vader to kill him, do you remember what he said? He says, if you strike me down, 
I will be more powerful than you could possibly imagine. And that's, in fact, what has happened. Jesus has become so powerful that he goes through walls. Jesus has become so powerful that he actually walks through the walls of our heart and resides inside us. There are no longer any limitations to hold Jesus. The fact of the matter is, now that he's ascended to the Father, he is closer to us than ever. He is closer to us than we are to ourselves. Now, maybe you're like me, and on Sunday night you turn on to see uh, the Bible episode on, on TV. And maybe you get the sense that, oh, wouldn't that be nice if I could have walked with Jesus while he were on this earth? And I'm sure that would have been very interesting. But the fact of the matter is, because he's ascended, you are closer to him and he is closer to you now than you would have ever been to him when he was walking in an unresurrected body, physically walking with you on this earth. And all that happens and can happen and will happen because Mary lets him go. She's got to let him go. He's got things to do. But she's also got to let him go because it's not just better for Jesus. It's better for Mary herself. If she holds on to Jesus the way that he is, she will miss what Jesus is going to do in her life. Because he's not finished yet in her life. He's not finished yet in any of our lives. If I could say this another way, I would say it to you that Jesus is never where you left him. He's always moved on in front of you, ahead of you, opening new doors, behaving in new and even more amazing ways in your life. But it can't happen if you still clutch and hold on to him to where you last saw him. I remember 41 years ago when I really first heard Jesus call my name to show what happened to Mary at the tomb. And I remember a powerful sense of how much he loved me. And as Roger told the children, my sense of all this being forgiven and that the love was greater than any stupid thing I could do. But I have to tell you that I've changed. And Jesus has continued to work and change in my life over the last 40 plus years. But if I would have held on to where I first saw him so many years ago as a teenager, I would have missed so much now. It's better for Mary to let him go because he's going to move on ahead and he's going to keep working in your life and you'll see him if you look for him. I'm reminded of an early funeral that um, that I did years and and years ago. It was very tragic. Uh, Young couple, fairly newly, uh, newly wed. And they had had a disagreement the last time they saw each other, saw each other. The husband had died accidentally a few hours later. And so the grief and the guilt was overwhelming. And it was one of those open casket funerals where the casket stays open for the whole funeral. And at the end, people file by and pay their respects. And, and all that went as, about as well as could be expected until it was time to close the casket, at which point the wife jumped in with her husband's dead body and would not be removed. Every one of us in the room understood her grief, but every one of us in the room knew that she couldn't stay in that casket. That she would have to get out and move on. That she couldn't hold on to things the way that they were if she was going to keep living. And Mary can't either. You can't hold on to Jesus' body even when it's a living body. Because Jesus continues to move. And quite frankly, Jesus had a job for Mary to do. There are many scholars that call Mary the first apostle because Jesus said, I want you now to go and tell my brothers. 
And that, that Mary, not Paul, is actually the first one that went out and talked about the resurrected Jesus. And in so many ways, the fact of the matter is, if Mary hadn't told the brothers to, that Jesus was coming to meet them, we probably would not be here in this room 20 centuries later. Mary had a job to do. She couldn't hold on to Jesus. It was bad for Jesus. It was bad for her. It was bad for us. She had to let him go. Now, was she left empty-handed? Here's the exciting part for me. Jesus doesn't leave Mary empty-handed. He basically says to her, I want you to go to my brothers. Go to the other disciples. Go to the community of faith that loves me and loves you. She's not left empty-handed. Don't hold my body where it is and how it is. Go hold on to the community and you will see me there. This is no consolation prize. Paul would come to understand that Jesus' living body is actually other believers. Those of us who love Christ together, that's where he lives. Paul said, you are the body of Christ. Yes, he's resurrected. Yes, he's in your heart. But you will not experience him fully until you see him and experience him and others. There's, the instructions to Mary seem a little weird, but let me translate them for you. Let go of me, hold on to my community, and that's where you'll find me. We are always better as a community in faith than we are alone. And you've probably seen me do this with the kids or the youth. You know, I'll take a single pencil from the, when we used to have these golf pencils in the pew racks and uh, in front of the children remind them that by ourselves, even though we believe in Jesus, we are not as strong as we would like to be. Well, <laughs> pastors are betting whether I could do this. With Christ, all things are possible. <laughs> but you can break a, God, a pencil with some effort. But you add this pencil to other pencils. And it becomes a much more difficult proposition. We are stronger together then we are alone. Our joys are greater. Our sorrows are lessened. You've probably heard that proverb that a joy that is shared becomes doubled and a sorrow that is shared is cut in half. There's a power in the community. Jesus is in the community. And if we hold on to Jesus whenever we found him in a revival or an experience or an Easter morning, we will miss where he is now because he is in all of us and we need others to experience him fully. Because Jesus is moving on. And he's moving on in the community. I'm reminded of a man more than a century ago whose Christian life was just drying up. And he was struggling. And maybe like a lot of us, you know, who have an Easter morning feeling that's usually gone by, what, about 2 o'clock in the afternoon um, on Easter Sunday. He had kind of had that in life. And he was telling a Christian leader, they were sitting around a fire, and he went on and talked about how difficult his life was, how hard his life was, how he couldn't experience or sense God anymore. And he talked about because of that, he didn't really like to be around other Christians, didn't really want them to know how he was feeling. And he went on and on, and the Christian leader took some tongs and took one of the hot burning coals out of the fire and just set it off to the side while the man continued to share his emptiness. And then together they watched the coal burn out. 
And without saying anything, the leader then took the coal, put it back into the fire, and they watched it brighten, lighten, and heat up again. It seems to me that we do the opposite of what Jesus called Mary to do. We hang on to our personal experience of Jesus and we ditch the community around us. And Jesus says, let go of your personal experience of me that you had. Hold on to that community and you'll see me and experience me again. And the fire will come back into your life.